Welcome to the Gamers Over 50 podcast. This is episode 54, Super Duper Games with Superheroes. I apologize if I sound a little bit nasally. It's fall and between laryngitis and, well, a little bit of a nose thing. Nothing really bad. I uh, I have had to hold off because you guys did not. Well, maybe you did want to hear me talk in my raspy voice. I don't think that's good, though. Anywho, this podcast is about superheroes because I felt I was sliding all other superheroes by giving Batman his own thing on his own day. But I also started playing games with Batman and I was like, oh, these are awesome games. I should talk about them. So from the dawn of time of humans, uh, we've all loved heroes and the original hero, Gilgamesh, uh, up, you know, the very first recorded hero up to the Avengers and the Justice League and too many other groups to name. These these heroes can fly, swim, run fast, bend metal, read minds, and most always save the day. Um, in the last, you know, my last podcast, we talked again about Batman, you know, and this is the but the bat as the great Kevin Smith. Please put me in your next chain, Silent Bob or Clerks or Toxic Avenger movie. Kevin, I am a huge fan. I've seen everything. Big fan. But as Kevin Smith calls him, you know, he's just one of a thousand of heroes and superheroes normally get their start in a comic book or graphic novel. And I believe, again, these are modern works of art like games, like animation. And I mean, board, card, dice, video, all of them are, are beautiful and they're the art is beautiful. And then you get the sound and everything. But, you know, they're the. the inspiration for superheroes is the embodiment of us wanting a better world and to help others. And again, their antagonists, the villains are on the other hand, are just a bunch of stinkers as my grandmother would have called them. Um, when she called Ric Flair a stinker because he's being a heel when he was, when he was wrestling, but you know, the stinker, or the, the, the bad guys. And, and we do like the, a switch when a bad guy goes to good. We Sometimes we like it when a good guy goes to bad, but that's, also, you know, it kind of sets us up for loathing them as well. But, you know, this I think this will be the first in quite a few podcasts about superheroes. I will put them in between other podcasts. And I really wanted to talk about some of the biggest games that I have played. And I've played a lot of games. I was actually trying to cake account since this podcast started. I think I'm somewhere over 1,500 games at this point that I've tried, played, looked at, opened, read the instructions. Um so a lot of games, but I want to talk about uh, and give credence to both Marvel and DC and then put somebody in the middle, too. So let's talk about Marvel Ultimate Alliance and Marvel Ultimate Alliance came out in 2006. It's considered an action RPG developed by Ravensoft, published by Activision. And that's important. It was published by Activision because it was created for the PlayStation 2, 3, Xbox, Xbox 360 by Ravensoft. Then it was moved to the PlayStation Portable and Wii by Vicarious Visions and to Microsoft Windows by Beanox. So, oh, and then I apologize. Game Boy Advance then got a Barking Lizards technology did this. So uh, you also have a remastered version developed by Zoe Mode for Windows, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. So for all these, you have Activision publishing and you have all these different groups working on it. And so the game is kind of interesting because I've played it on two different consoles. Uh, the Wii and the Xbox One. Actually, three. Oh, wow. On the PlayStation 3. So, cool. Um, but this is, you know, one of these console games that is really a lot of fun. And it goes onto a portal de portable device. 
And it's if you don't like superheroes or at least the Marvel ones at that, then, you know, this is pretty much fun. You can you can enjoy this. Maybe you're not a Marvel person, but there is a Marvel hero for someone and everyone in here. So, you know, seeing all these game groups working together and putting it together, it really started out Raven Software uh, made a couple games called X-Men Legends and X-Men Legends 2. And they look similar to Marvel Ultimate Alliance. However, in Marvel Ultimate Alliance, you get a huge amount of Marvel content. You get a large number of Marvel heroes. The main villain is uh, Doctor Doom. His name's Victor Von Doom. He's huge antagonist of Fantastic Four. And uh, Vic, and I don't recognize his doctor credential because he's a bad guy. And his friends in the Masters of Evil. Don't get me started here if you're a master of evil and you better be a master of that evil and not to lose the Avengers, X-Men, or others. And if you're a master of evil, then you better be pretty good. Just be the uh, small collection of evil because the Avengers, X-Men, the Fantastic Four, all those good guys are going to come after you. Anywho, uh, the other side of this is that there is a sequel to this game. So it's not just one, but it's two. And we're only going to talk about Ultimate Alliance, not Ultimate Alliance 2 in here. Now, here's some of the great parts of this game is you start with 22 characters to pick from. You can unlock others. You get bonuses if you get a group that works together like the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. Uh, Depending on how you play this, they're all alternative endings, which make it kind of fun because then you can play it a couple different ways. You have different costumes and, you know, that's kind of neat because they're, and I'll pick pick up Wolverine. I'm not going to try to do this too much, but you know, the guy's got like six different costumes at this point, or even probably 26 or something. Anybody who's a Marvel person, uh, feel free. But you have that iconic original kind of the, uh, I think it's a yellow or a gold or yellow goldenrod and uh, navy. And then he has the, obviously the brown and the tan one as well. So you get this and, you know, these characters have been around for 70 years plus. So you get a lot of really good stuff. One of my favorite Marvel names is in this game. Fin Fang Foom, and he is in the game. And if you don't know who Fin Fang Foom is, Google or Bing him or Wikipedia. Remember to donate if you're Wikipedia. But, you know, check it out because it's one of the most interesting characters. I'm trying to think if there's one in any other the comic book areas. Um, there is a DLC, downloadable content. There are DLCs, and if you get the gold edition, I checked it out. It's on Amazon. You can get it, or you might get it at like half-price books or maybe at a GameStop or somewhere. Um, But there's also a platinum version as well, and the gold edition holds the DLCs. The platinum version has the DLCs with a bonus DVD. I have no idea on that who that is. Um, The Mandarin is in it, and Ben Kingsley was a pretty good Mandarin, and I think uh, Disney's doing a heck of a job trying to make him look like a bad guy. But in this one, the Mandarin releases the Kraken. And if the hockey season had started and if, you know, releasing the Kraken wasn't a thing, you know, that wouldn't be cool. Um, You also get to visit Valhalla, Castle Doom. You get on the Avengers helicarrier. You go to Atlantis and outer space, among the other places. And then it has truly my favorite antagonist i don't even think he's an antagonist the favorite bad bad guy ever and he is bad for what he does galactus is in this and galactus the eater of worlds 
uh, creator of the Silver Surfer, all sorts of super duper cool stuff. And if you are not a Marvel person, you're probably just going like, oh my God, how much does this guy know about this stupid crap? It's not stupid crap. It's lore and history. I could also do Hamlet and Macbeth for you if you want me to. And definitely anything with the Great Gatsby on with F. Scott Fitzgerald. Um, you also get to go to somewhere that you really don't ever see anywhere <laughs> anymore. And when I was a kid and we were growing up, you got to see it or hear about it. But you go to Murder World. And yeah, okay, Murder World is kind of a horrible place to hear it. But it was this place where this guy used to build these games and you'd have to fight the games or, you know, the, the Avengers or whoever fight the games. But you don't hear places like that. And, you know, for as many of the heroes you're going to get, and I said 22, you get about 30 villains and some iconic ones like Mephisto, which I think we'll be seeing soon. Modoc, who the great Patton Oswalt is now uh, voicing on Hulu and doing a heck of a job. Patton, you and Kevin are always, always, always welcome to the podcast. And then you get the Winter Soldier. And I know Winter Soldier is good and everything now and everybody thinks Winter Soldier, but there was a time when he was not good. So, all right. So we talked about, I think, the places you can play it. I'm going to rattle them off again play Marvel Ultimate Alliance on PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Windows, Game Boy, PSP, and Wii. And what's interesting about this is because it came out so long ago, you probably can find a copy pretty cheap on, say, an eBay and Amazon. If you go to the uh, local, I was, well, I would say go to Facebook, but they had an issue today. So now you guys can all date the day that it happened uh, with Facebook. But you can get a copy of this game pretty cheap. And, you know, I started unpacking my uh, PS3 and Xbox 360 and building myself kind of a, a game uh, shelving unit where I have different consoles and I put in some cool things. And a picture of my mom, who's in her scientist, uh, scientist coat, lab coat. Uh, but I took this out and it was so much fun. I, I just started it up. I let it update. I started playing this game again. And it's really interesting to see, like, you know, where the Marvel Cinematic Universe takes us, where the TV, you know, levels taking us, where the comic books have taken us. And I don't read a lot of, as many comic books as I maybe did when I was younger, but it's neat to go back to Marvel 2000. So pre all the TV the movies, pre the whole original what's considered the Civil War arc that kind of blew up the whole universe in Marvel. And if you really haven't read a comic book, then this would be a game, or if you're wanting to be interested and you want to say, oh, I want to, you know, I want to go read some comic books, or I want to go learn something about Marvel. Perfect game to do it, because you get to learn about those characters. And as you maybe play a character like Moon Knight, which, unless you know who Moon Knight is, or you know that Disney Plus is going to be putting out that, you, you may not know who he is, and you can go look him up and realize that he's like the mystical Batman. That's my two cents. Please, DC and Marvel, do not sue me. Um, but you do get the classics involved in here with, you know, Fantastic Four and those folks. And they've gone through all sorts of interesting things in the comic books. And I also love this game because it doesn't end the same way all the time. I can, if I play through it once, I can sit back and play through it again. And, you know, you'll remember when you took a left instead of a right, taking a right. Um, or if you only want to, say, play with X-Men characters or you want to play with the Hulk, which... I doubt anyone in real life would want to play off the Hulk because Hulk smashes. He, it's kind of his thing. Um, but you do get, like I said, you get to play characters. And I and I was picking on Moon Knight before. He is one of my favorite Moon Knights. Um, 
Moon Knight saves me. Of course, he's my favorite Moon Knight. He's one of my favorite Marvel Knights, as they also call them. But he's also a neat character because when I was a kid, I was kind of a Marvel head and I didn't like DC or Batman and stuff like that. And I had the Marvel or the DC comic. And Moon Knight was neat because he had like, you know, stuff from Egypt and very mystical. And I always thought that was so neat. It was probably my uh, pushback on the Baptist and Methodist teachings out there. Apologies to the Baptist and Methodist teachings. But, you know, it's also in the same effect. Like everybody's like, oh, Deadpool is kind of like a goofy death stroke from DC. Okay, we can get into that for days. I'm sure there are about 50 podcasts out there talking about them. But you get to pick your characters is a huge deal. I love that about this game. You get to play who you want to play. You're not forced to play a character that you maybe not like. And if, you know, I'm not a fan of Nathan Drake. We'll talk about that game one day, Far Cry. But I don't have to play Nathan Drake. I can play whoever I want. Maybe I don't like Reed Richards. Eh. So again, um, this is such a great, great, great game. Um, The more interesting part about all of this is that in the Ultimate Alliance 2, you kind of got involved in what they would consider that Civil War arc where the heroes split up because someone we registered very much like the movie uh, without Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and well, pretty much anyone. Paul you know, Paul Rudd's not in there. He'd be great in it though. Get Paul Rudd, join the podcast. Uh, and then in the third one, you get Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. So they came out with a new game in 2018. And what's neat about it is you have to stop Thanos from collecting the Infinity Stones. Where have we heard that before? I heard this the other day. Thanos, the Infinity Stones thing. I'm trying to figure it out, but. Infinity Stones, Infinity Stones, Infinity Stones. Where have I heard that? Hmm. Uh, I am probably going to add that game to my holiday game queue where I want to sit back and just play some games because I will probably be sick of watching lots of holiday movies. I'm almost there with Hocus Pocus. I think we've watched it 20 times since we found out it was on Disney Plus last week. But again, Marvel Ultimate Alliance First thing, the original one, you're probably going to get it for 10 bucks. Great game. Lots of fun. Great times. All right. So we're going to take a break away from Marvel and DC. And we're going to go into probably what I thought was one of the really coolest games I had played uh, before or after, I should say, I played World of Warcraft back in the early 2000s. Um, but City of Heroes. And we call it COH. City of Heroes, there was also City of Villains, COV. Uh, but City of Heroes is a massively multiplayer online role-playing game. So this is where you and a couple hundred thousand of your friends may be playing at the same time. This is where you could play with friends and those types of things. We've talked about MMORPGs uh, before. But again, City Heroes was developed by Cryptic Studios and published by NCSoft. Now, Go look up both of those groups. They've got some good stuff nowadays, in case you're not into it. And the only bummer about City of Heroes was it only had English, German, and French servers. I thought that would be cool. But you really need to make sure we're opening this up across. So have maybe, you know, Korean and Japanese and Chinese server. And I'm trying to remember other languages. I apologize, everybody. The Italian server the Turkish server. Okay. Anywho, the game is one where you create 
your very own superpowered player and you team up with others or by yourself, you can go by yourself as individual missions, but you team up with others to complete missions, fight crime, and save the fictional Paragon City. Um, so the game came out again in February of 2005. That October, in fact, October 31st, while wow, that's a sinister night, they released their first sequel, City of Villains, where you can play bad guys. Uh, and it did not require you to have to go buy a City of Heroes. So if you don't like playing a hero back in 2005, you could just start playing a villain. And it was really neat because I, I used and played both games. I really enjoyed the fact that the heroes were very always righteous and the villains were never righteous. Um, and then eventually, I believe in 2008, I think my notes are saying you could switch from city from a hero to a villain and you, you know, they basically made it so that you could join and play both. And it was really great. It was one account. It was one fee. You wouldn't have to have two. Um, additionally, they released the, the kind of the final uh, big pack was called the going rogue expansion. And again, this was also uh, neat because you could, you know, play and it gave you access to connect those. So where you could switch and you had multiple, like say maybe I had two heroes and two villains. Now I could take my hero, switch them over to my villain, my villain over to my hero. So also with this is that they had 23 major updates for this. Uh, the sad part is they had 23 before the shutdown and they did have a shutdown. So in May, they released the very last option of 2012. And then after that, they went back and in 2012, they said, hey, we are no longer going to be running this uh, in August. And in November 30th, it shut down. Now, the interesting thing and why it actually took me a little bit of time to uh, publish this one was I started doing a little digging because in April of 2019, and I found this out on Wikipedia, and then I started hunting it down uh, myself, and I had to actually build a machine because I wanted to have a VPN, so I wasn't going to like any weird sites and getting in trouble. Uh, but somebody got the source code for City of Heroes, and they distributed it. And at first, NCSoft back in 2019 was like, eh, you know, shut, up, shut our servers down. We don't want you playing our game. However... In August of 2020, uh, NCSoft kind of got a little more cool about it, I guess, and was like, eh, we're not going to hunt you down anymore. So I did find a server. I had some trouble installing um, software. Some of the, I didn't, I needed some drivers. I needed to have like a reverse machine. I do have a copy of, uh, what is it, Windows 8, I think that would run it. Then I may try to, to run it a little later. But I did spend some time and I did find about three of these servers and I was so excited to go back and create my heroes and be yay. I also then had a paranoid moment and was like, hmm, if I add my email and my phone number and my birth date and all that stuff to this account, who's running that server? Okay. Um, so kind of this is the thought of that. So here's kind of the cool thing about City of Heroes is if you've ever wanted to fly it'd be super fast or incredibly strong and you know we talked about that ultimate line so everybody kind of has one of those read minds um, the invisibility people that want to hide in bathrooms you're naughty don't do that bad 
very bad, waggling finger right next to you like my granny would do. Uh, but if you've ever wanted to try out a superhero power, you totally could do this. There are five origins that a, a person could start in the game. And you had natural powers through training your body or, you know, developing weapons or you have special abilities that, that you know, for, if the character was not of a human relation. We'll get to that in a sec. You also had magic powers of items, spells, you know, being mystical. Science. So, you know, kind of your Iron Man-ish, even though it could be intentional to, to develop something. And we'll talk about technology in a second. Or Q could have fallen, fell into a vat of uh, chemicals. It's happened to a few people. A mutation. So something changed in genetics, any point in your life. And this is the neat part. I liked it. It was any point in your life. So genetically, you could change when you're like 52. And be, you know, super uh, able to tell people, that the guy at the grocery store is doing a really good job. I love those commercials. If you haven't seen them, the ones where the guy's like teaching the people begin not to turn to their parents. Um, <laughs> so had technology, which again, kind of is Iron Man. And then at some point they created an incarnate and this was created for some of the people in the actual uh, NPC originally. And then it was given to other people when they completed really difficult missions. The tutorial for this game, City of Heroes, was fantastic. It taught you how to do everything. It was very easy. You got rewards for doing things. When you kind of work through it, it said, here is the path you can go. You can choose this and you'll get these kind of powers. Or you can choose this path and you can get these kind of powers. You also had the ability to get things called inspirations or items that you use quickly, like a healing potion or something like that. Something, I'm sorry. Healing potion is more... No, fantasy. You could get a potion, uh, right, sorry, a elixir of healing. I guess that's still fantasy. A power drink of healing. There we go. Um, or you could get salvage, which is stuff you would craft with. And why this is kind of cool, I'll tell you why in a second, because you would build your own stuff, but it, it was very neat you could do that. And then if your health ever went to zero, you ended up, Either you were have if you were with a group of people that had a healer, they would bring you back, or you could go to the hospital. Now, if you did that, let's say you were knocked down to health zero, and we don't really say die here, you're defeated. You would have what they call after level 10 experience debt, which means you had to regain experience to move forward. And the really cool part about that was if you're, let's say, an experienced dad, oh, you can go run some missions. Ta-da. But there was a reason for not trying to overdo it. The other cool thing is you can join teams and you could join, you know, larger like tasks for task forces or in City of Villains, strike forces uh, that would you could go out and do these giant trials. And, you know, this is a place where the entire group uh, maybe, you know, you call upon all the heroes in an area or you call upon all your heroes and I could pick all sorts of Marvel or DC things, but we're not, um, here. And what's really cool is when you finished one of these large strike forces or trials, you might be able to go back and change your powers. So maybe you've been flying and stuff and you could start over again and switch to super running or something to that effect. Uh, the other side is you had super groups that would turn into coalitions and a coalition was very much like a raid where you had maybe 25, 40 people 
going into this. Okay, so a little bit of it. And then finally, there was another cool cooperative player thing. And I loved this, the sidekick feature. So let's say I've been playing a game for a while, and maybe I'm level 25. I could bring a sidekick with me, maybe my friend who just got the game, and he's like level two or three, and he becomes my sidekick. And then we play, and his experience would rise a little bit, his health and all those things, be at our side, and he would get some more XP, experience points and things like that. Now, the other side of it was they had what they called an exemplar that would do the same thing. So you had a you know a sidekick. Now, funny enough, for the uh, City of Villains, it was the lackey instead of sidekick and the malefactor. The fact that I you could call it malefactor just cracks me up because there are probably a whole bunch of people who went out and looked up what an exemplar and a malefactor were. Maybe I was one of them. Anywho. Uh, the other side was, again, like a lot of MMORPGs, you had auction houses, you craft items, you could actually construct missions. You could create a certain mission that you wanted to do. And you could also develop, and, and this is when you got a large group of folks into it, you could bring everybody into a group and build stuff for your, say, alliance or coalition's building. Um, such a great, great game. Now, the first year, or by August of that first, uh, it sold 330,000 copies. Not a lot for a game, but he includes subscription stuff in there. You might be going around. It was about the 53rd best-selling computer game between 2000 and 2006, which is saying something. But, it, you know, all the MMORPGs have been very fantasy-based, very D&D, &D, very... Lord of the Rings, very, very much like that. Um, the other cool thing is that if you went inactive as you played this game, your account wasn't deleted. So, you know, this is where I think, you know, NCSoft and Cryptic really got it in their head. They were smart. They did things that people had wanted in a game. The fact that maybe more people like sci-fi over superheroes or things like that might have come into it. Um, but it was a really a cool break again from the sword and sorcery type of stuff uh, that we could play comic book characters. And, you know, the ability to have another game that a group of people like, hey, y'all want to play this game? Yeah, let's go change this game. And having features like sidekick or your alignment or having a base uh, was great. And it was really sad to see City of Heroes get shut down because it was a good game. I enjoyed playing it. It was fun. Um, and like I said, I will be finding a copy of it uh, to play in the near future. The final game I want to talk about is DC. Well, it's not just DC, but it's Injustice Gods Among Us. Now, what if Superman did not believe in truth and justice? Who could stop him? You know, maybe Wonder Woman. You get them all together, kind of. But this has kind of been a cornerstone of... of DC comics, right? Superman goes bad. Uh, they've had it in TVs. They've had it in lots of places, but they never really let it spill into the gaming universe until 2013 when it was released. And so, you know, we're really, you know, we talk about gaming universe and things like that. Um, and we're going to talk about a little bit of it here in a second. We'll give you some more gaming terms and comic book terms. 
But, you know, Injustice Gods Among Us is a fighting video game. This is where you're kind of fighting and you fight all the folks. And it's based again on DC Comics. It was developed by Neither Realm Studios, published by Warner Brothers Interactive, Interactive Entertainment at the time. Um, that's interesting to go back and see how many versions of Warner Brothers there are. If you're really interested, go check that out, their, their entertainment group. Uh, it was originally released for the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and the Wii U. If you remember, everybody remember the Wii U. I didn't have one of those. Um, again, it was released in 2013 in North America, Europe, Australia, and 20, or yeah, April of 2013, and then a couple months later in Japan. Uh, there is an Ultimate Edition that's available out there, and it was expanded for the PlayStation 3, 4, PlayStation Vita, uh, I gotta go back and remember what that is. Xbox 360 and Microsoft Windows. And there's a mobile free-to-play app of Injustice for iOS and Android. And it's really kind of cool because it's kind of the prequel of the comic book stories built for this. Um, and it was released in January 2013. So it was kind of a prequel mobile game ahead of time. And I've played it on several uh, platforms as well as that. Uh, the neat thing is, is basically... It's a it's a fight it, duke it out, heroes and villains. And you could have two heroes fighting each other, two villains fighting each other, one hero, one villain fighting each other. And you're basically trying to knock out your opponent. Mm. Excuse me. Uh, the models are all basically rendered to be a three dimensional look, but it is a 2.5D environment. Now, I'm going to come back to that in a second. But more importantly, is it's based off of NetherRealm studios previous titles mortal Kombat, and we talked about dc versus marvel marvel dc versus um mortal Kombat before it. and the neat thing about this is is again like with marvel you have a huge amount of content waiting to be used waiting to be attached and brought together same thing with dc you have the dc comics multiverse okay so what is a multiverse? Probably have heard multiverse at some point. Maybe not. So found a definition for this. It is an infinite realm of being or potential being of which the universe is regarded as part or instance. So think of it this way. 52 cards in a deck with the jokers and all those other little cards. The 52 cards that are in there, each one of those could be its own individual universe as part of a multiverse. Ta-da! So for, D, for you know DC Comics, that means anything, everything they've ever published but not destroyed in their graphic novels, their comic books, other items. So in effect, this is kind of the Encyclopedia Britannica as a content source, and that's a whole lot of content. Okay, this game got a lot of positive reviews, and it and it should have because you know it's based off again that fighting engine with mortal kombat but it's very much that you know dc and mortal you know Mar mortal kombat versus dc universe you know this is kind of a um you know i was going to say i would probably bet a batman golden funko excuse me <coughs> uh and if they did make a batman golden funko it'd, if I had one, I probably wouldn't bet it, but I would bet that they saved a ton of money using kind of the engine and updating the art, and updating the characters and developer time. Or maybe it took a little extra time because they have to strip that game apart. Right. See, this is the thing to think about is like, oh, it looks a similar game. Mm. But think about if they have to strip it out, they have to update things and they have to put it back in. 
all those developers, those artists, those content developers putting it together. Really cool. Now, some other kind of neat facts about this. It also had a sequel, which was released in May, and they are working on an animated film that could be released this year, 2021. Ooh. Might be pretty cool. Okay, so in the gameplay, you base it's again fighting game across it, but it does use that 2.5D, so two and a half D instead of three D, where you're you're kind of moving on a restricted plane. So you can move forwards and backwards, up and down, but you can't go into the depth of the picture. So you can't go back and front. So up, down, forward, backwards, but not back front. And so I looked up what 2.5D is, and it's a gameplay or movement in a video game or virtual reality environment that is restricted to a two-dimensional plane with little to no access to a third dimension space that otherwise appears to be three-dimensional. So you can kind of see the background looks three-dimensional. So how the, the artist built the background, but your characters can only go you know, left, right, up, down, not back and forth. That's probably more confusing as it all goes. All right. So the other neat thing about this is, again, they had the ability, and we talked about all the other places, is you get to go to the Batcave, Metropolis, Fortress of Solitude, and a bunch of other areas. Now, really cool feature about this is that say you're fighting your character and you're all the way on the right hand or the left hand side of the screen and you kind of knock them out they will fall to the next section of that area so like if you're in the bat cave maybe they go down to like where the bat boat is located the bat talk is what it said or the bat pontoon lots of bat in there there will still be bats around the bat pontoon but this is this is where you can knock your opponent into the other areas and you know, this game had two classes of characters. And when I say two classes of characters, you have power characters. They were brute strength or have very innate, you know, abilities. And you have gadget characters who use weapons, items, and external mechanisms to win. So a really good example is you have someone like the Joker who's in this, and he can put a bomb on a car. Or you could have Superman who picks up the car and smashes you with it. But the other interesting thing is you can also have the Joker who kind of blocks it and, you know, he's skinny and wily. He can get out of there. Not really. But you can have uh, the blocking as it. And you also have special moves that the characters have. You can, you know, add them in and you can you can also update all of those special maneuvers and things. All right. So this game came out a while ago. So this is the story mode that based into it because can kind of give you So there is a narrative in the game. So, and I'll talk about the narrative in the game first, is that you have a story mode. And in the story mode, this is really bad, and I apologize if this is sounding so horrible, is the Joker kills a pregnant Lois Lane and super, and then drops a bomb on Metropolis, a nuclear bomb on Metropolis, and Superman goes crazy and gets angry. So, ta-da, there we go. Uh, there are also a lot of little mini games in there that you had to to say played before you got to the next feature. And then you also had the battle mode, which is battling, you're fighting back and forth, the versus. So, you know, uh, I can usually get my butt kicked in those kind of games. Yeah, the training mode, which helps train your character get better. And you have the ability to go up to like Star Labs. If you don't know what Star Labs is, it's s.t.a.r labs. I practiced that for about 10 minutes, uh, but it is the, the location and creation area uh, of Cyborg, who uh, was played 
fantastically in the Justice League movies and Warner Brothers. You may never, ever, ever let me watch one of your movies again, but you got to put Ray back in. And he was fantastic as Cyborg. He was great. I loved him. It was awesome. All right. Additionally, you have online multiplayer modes. And this includes King of the Hill. And not the, dang it, Bobby. I actually do a pretty good uh, Hank Hill. That boy ain't right. Uh, King of the Hill. But it's where you you set up eight players and, and you fight back and forth to get in. Or you have the survivor mode, which is great. Because you carry over your health bar, so your health bar obviously goes down. Um, tons and tons of updates and upgrades in here. Alternate con costumes. You have music. You have some really cool concept art that's built into it. Okay. So the ability to just fight this out it, you know, is great. But building a story of kind of like we're trying to stop Superman is really awesome and you know the story kind of is a bummer it wasn't as bad though as the original superman like with christopher Reeves and margot kidder you know that one um it's i just can't spoil this it came out in the 70s i think i think it did golly i gotta go back look i watched it the other day it was i love it to this day but you know it's like margot kidder dies in a movie and superman spins the world around screws everything up you never know but go see that if you've never seen the original Superman movie or, you know, Christopher Reeve, Margot Kidder, Ned Beatty, and then Gene Hackman probably playing one of the best comic book villains. And he sold it hard for the longest time. I was like, Gene Hackman, um, you know, but he, he's got a new good, he has some good movies, but he's probably, you know, I hate to say it, one of the best comic book villains on the screen. And I apologize to Josh Brolin, James Brolin, and of course, Barbara Streisand, Barbara, you're Always welcome. Sorry, so Josh and James, you are too, but Barbara for sure. On the podcast, you could we should do a music podcast and get her and Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl, there we go. I'm gonna work on that. I'm gonna get right get my letter writing campaign started tonight. Um, but the other cool thing about this game is that you could use your you could play it on your 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 phone as well. Okay. Another really amazing part of this, and I'm I'm I know I'm giving this game so much love, but I have to give all these games so much love. And I know this podcast went a little longer than normals, but you know, you had the the Marvel writers in Ultimate Alliance, you know, City of Heroes. I would love to know who was working with you know, Cryptic and NCSoft on that. I bet you pretty cool people. But you have folks who came directly, and you have a set of premier writers coming from DC and Nether Realm. You know, another realm. Remember, this is Mortal Kombat and building that lore out for new characters. And you have DC, that it is such a super awesome set of content in this game. And the game and comic writers didn't get enough respect for writing this. It was really, really well done. You know, people kind of go and look at their subject matter down their nose or whatever. You know, since it's a game or it's a picture book, but you know, this I got to jump on my. Soapbox for a second. Games and comic books are one of the most amazing examples of arts in our current lifetime. You know, we have TikTok and all those videos and YouTube and things like that. But, you know, you have these amazing artists who are sharing their gifts, you know, and you should they should be lauded a lot more than just at conventions or online, um, you know, that are doing a really awesome job. I would love sci-fi, if you're ever listening to this, do a show where you have comic people are trying to become comic book artists and they have to like, they get an hour or, you know, six hours or eight hours. I don't know. 
please don't make me anything but the host of that show to be fun. And I would be like wacky host. I'll dress up in anything. Um, almost anything. There are two things. I'm, yeah. You have to all guess this, but this would be a great way to see these artists out there. Um, what is really, really, really cool about this. And I read a whole bunch of stuff out there is that they really got in the story mode and this game was story mode 3.0 coming from the Mortal Kombat re reboot in 2011 to Mortal Kombat versus DC to this game, it became a whole nother story. And then the lead designer, John Edwards, and I'm taking this right off of Wikipedia, said this plot is meant to rationalize the game's fighting mechanics between characters that would not normally fight one another. So like how can Batman or the Joker or Harley Quinn fight Superman or Bane or Green Lane, you know, somebody like that. Um, and they used really, really, really used story consultants from DC to help create this and make sure that those characters had their proper voice. This is where you have that, uh, the game integrity, right? We didn't just mail it in. We brought in folks to do this. All right. I want to just talk about a few of the extra cool characters that you can play and we'll almost be done with this. But I thought this was so neat because you can play not just Batman, but Batgirl as well as Nightwing. You didn't have Robin in there, which is probably good because then you have people playing Robin Joker blah, that ends up horribly. But you have characters like Solomon Grundy and Zatanna, you know, and Killer Frost and Hawkgirl, right? And you have these characters that are you know sometimes considered secondary in that world. You know, we all know about Joker and you know Green Lantern and Arrow, Green Lantern, Arrow, Flash, Superman, Batman, Doomsday, blah 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 blah. I can keep going down. But, you know, it's so neat to see, you know, folks like, or Zod. Zod was actually one of my favorites in there as well. Um, but to see characters like Solomon Grundy, who's, you know, if you watch the old Super Friends back in the 70s, you'll love it. All right. Real quick. Again, again, free to play app on the iOS. So if you're ever just wanting to try this game out and you don't want to go get a console or stuff, if you have iOS devices, I believe it is on Android as well now. But it's out there. You can play it. And the other really cool thing is if you're a comic book kind of person and you really love this game, you can actually go get a set of comics. They did a, I believe, five pack or it was, it was five comic books uh, about this. So it was five issues. And the people who were involved were Tom Taylor and Jeremy Rapack. And apology, Jeremy, if I said your name wrong. Mike, Mike Miller, Bruno Redondo, Tom Dernick. Go look up those folks, and I might just copy those and put them out on my Twitter feed. Go look at the stuff they worked on. It's pretty darn freaking cool. Okay. So, again, super fun feature about this game. You can play this for 15 minutes, 30 minutes at a time. You can lose an entire Saturday going through the mode. But what's great, again, like I said, you get that copy of the mobile, or you can play it on your PC. Get a copy of it from Steam, download it. Oh, I've got to take a plane ride or I'm going to be taking a trip and I'm going to be in a hotel. Boom, fire up a little bit of injustice. Yeah, it's among this go. And again, these were just three of the hundreds of superhero games that are out there. I almost included Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in there, but that would have made this podcast an hour. I know it went over. But those are three really awesome games and you can play all of them. And they're super because they came out a few years ago, a little less expensive. Next few podcasts will not be superhero related. I'm 
thinking about doing a couple buying guides, especially games that I really want for Christmas. I need to share that episode with my wife. So look forward to the next few. And then I want to also do, again, if you've never played that board game or video game and stuff like that, I'm going to do a whole set of those podcasts as well. Thank you.